Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Komono Health Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Komono, and I am with the beautiful Leticia Komono. Yeah, let's get into the topic. Okay, so let's get right into the topic. So today's topic is a bit morbid, Leticia. And it's a conversation that a lot of people maybe feel uncomfortable talking about it because it's such a scary thing. But I think it's important to have conversations like this. So today we're going to be talking about death. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I came up with this topic is because last week... I was on my phone, I was on YouTube, and I came across um, videos of trauma cleaners. So trauma cleaners are people who clean in people's homes of people who have died, right? And I thought that was very interesting. And then I even decided to watch a K-drama called Move to Heaven, which is a show about trauma cleaners. And then from that, I started thinking, mm, I've never actually thought about what actually happens to your body when you die, right? We know that your body starts um, decaying, but what's the actual process? I've never thought about it. So I did some research and I started reading on what actually happens to your body. I started, um, I learned about like bodily fluids that get released when you die and all those interesting facts. So I thought, hmm, I think we're going to talk about death. And not only that, um, in the Bible, there's um, there's a lot of verses that talks about death. Some verses talk about death in a way of like comforting us. Some verses are about like um, if you commit sin, it will lead to death. Some verses talk about how when you die, you're actually asleep, especially if you die in Christ, you're actually asleep, which is very comforting. And then, you know, there is parts in the Bible where Jesus prayed for people who were dead and and they rose from the dead, right? I think there's a a scripture of someone, I'm not quite sure, I don't want to lie, but someone died for like, this person was sick. He died and he even started rotting. Yeah, and before he died, I think he was sick and, and his family members or something kept asking Jesus, Jesus, please come pray for this person. And Jesus didn't go, like, inverted commas on time. And this mm. person died. And he even started and he rotting. started rotting, started smelling and stuff. And then Jesus was like, okay, now I'm going to go pray for this person. And then, and then they were like, yeah. this man is rotting. He's rotting, he's dead. Jesus, we called you, like, mm. like, a few days ago, something like that. And then, you know, we see the power of Jesus when he raises that person from the dead. Like, that is super powerful. And then himself, he beats death. Mm. You know, those scriptures are so powerful, so comforting. So I thought, "Mm, today we're going to talk about death. Right? So, Leticia, the first thing I want to talk about is how death makes us feel and i just want to know from your perspective how does death make you feel i feel like death is so mysterious yeah i feel like it's so strange i feel like it's something that we will never ever get used to i agree Mm. yeah i also agree it's so mysterious 
back then when I was much younger, mm. I used to be so scared of death. Like I was unbelievably scared. To a point where when someone dies, I would get super anxious. I hated hearing about people dying. So if someone I know like passed away, I wouldn't even go to their funeral. That's how scared I was. I hated going to funerals. Gave me anxiety. And then if I end up going to the funeral, I wouldn't look into the coffin. Like, you know when they make us like go around like in a queue and then... You see the person in the, the viewing cost- of the body. The, yes, the viewing of the of the body, yes. And I wouldn't do that. I would walk right out. For me it's the opposite. Yeah. I've always been so fascinated by dead bodies. I wanna see, I wanna stare, <laughs> I wanna analyze. So for me that was an opportunity to yeah. understand death. Yeah. I'm not like that. So back then I used to be super anxious about it, but now I'm more like how you are. Mm. Now I'm fascinated. So when I see a dead body, I just wanna stare. Like sometimes even like when you see car accidents and stuff, and then you see the like the dead body. Bodies are like on the ground. And you driving past, like, I want to see, I want to understand, like, such a mysterious thing. I remember the last time I went to a funeral, I literally stood by the coffin mm-hmm. and I stared. And I said, she's not breathing. Yeah. Alex, she's not, not breathing. breathing. It's just, it's mad. It's It's so crazy. I don't think we'll... And I feel like mm. God has made humans incredibly smart. But it doesn't matter what we do. Mm. We can never go beyond and understand what happens after this life. Yes. Yes. And I feel like he purposely made it that way. That way. No one has ever died and came back and said, this is how it is. Yes, we get we have some theories out there of how it might feel like, where you might go and things like that. But... We will never know until someone actually comes back with, with proof and mm. facts that this is how it is. Mm. Otherwise, it's a mystery to all of us. And I feel like that's what makes death so fearful and so strange. Mm-hmm. because Fear of the unknown. Yes. And for me, I feel like as human beings, we rarely experience the supernatural. And I believe that death is a supernatural event. And even though we know that heaven and hell exist, for us to visualize it, I don't think we really can. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'm, our, our imagination can go as far as how it actually is mm. until we actually die. Because the transition of your soul leaving the earth's atmosphere to completely be elsewhere where you're not accessible i think is yeah yeah i think it's where you're not accessible i think it's so crazy and i feel like death is the portal that leads us to our forever destination yeah and in this human body there is nothing that we will ever experience that is eternal or forever so for us to like imagine forever eternal i don't think we can grasp yes (laughs) so that would make death so, I don't know. I love what you just said. <laughs> I really love it. So now I want to get into our thoughts on losing our current loved ones. And I'm talking about like 
the ones that are alive right now, not the the ones we've lost. And I'll, when I think about losing a loved one, I get really scared. I get scared of the day and time it will happen and learning to navigate a life without this person. And when this when these people are alive, I just hope to live with them in a way that when they go, I don't have to stay with any regrets of like, oh, I didn't get to tell them this. I didn't get to do this with them. See? So that's my thoughts on losing my loved ones right now. Like even when I think about my parents dying and I see other people have lost their parents. I can't imagine what they're going through. So I don't know. That That is very scary to me because you... From the time you're, you are born, you've been with these people. And one day, they're not going to be here. And you have to learn to live life without them. That's very scary for me. <laughs> for me, it's the complete opposite. I don't fear living without my loved ones here. I fear how they're going to cross over. Really? Yes. That That would like gets to me like are they gonna be able to know what to do are they gonna be okay are they gonna have the necessary assistant to like do what needs to be done when they're that side yes really like are they gonna feel lonely are they gonna feel Mm. scared like we're not there to help you Mm. (laughs) that is so sweet and sad oh my gosh this topic is so sad (laughs) But I'm so happy we're having this topic because I, I never thought you thought of it that way because I've always been fearful. But hearing you say that, I think what you just said about like them being lonely that side, I always think of that for myself. Mm. Me being lonely that side. Like, wow, you guys are not here with me. I have to do this but like by myself. That's always my first thought. Like, are they okay? Like, you know, for example, here we do things together. Like, mm-hmm. for example, when we're driving, you know, there's two side mirrors. Hey, Sarah, do you see that? You know, I don't know. We're always helping each other in some way. But that's like, you're on this boat. Is Sarah sailing correctly? Is she going to fall? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wish it were possible that we help whoever it is settle on the other side. And then we have like a sense of peace, like they are okay. And then they know that they are loved. And then we go and then they yeah. go. That's the part that gets to me. Yeah. Too bad it's not like that. Yeah. And how do you want to live with your loved ones right now? Like, how do you wish to live with them? Whether you're living with them like that or not, I just want to know like... My wish on how I want to live with my loved ones is... I just want you to always feel loved. Mm. Like you just have to feel loved and supported in whatever it is you're doing and who you are as a person. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) I like that. Because I remember we had a relative who we lost to cancer and we had a time where we actually thought he actually died, right? And then God felt sorry for us and gave us an extra two months. Was it two months extra? Two or three? Mm. 
Yeah. So when he came back, in inverted commas, I was like, this is my opportunity to love him. It's not my time to give him be truth and say, do this and do that. Mm. That's why I sacrificed my time and I would sit with him. Even if we weren't saying anything, I would just sit in his room and just be there. Because it was my time for him to feel loved from me. Oh, that is so beautiful. Oh, this topic is so sad. We might just start crying. I I really love love what you just said. Like you want people to feel loved and supported. That is beautiful. And I think you are doing that. You are very very loving and supporting person, friend, sister. You really are that person. Thank you. I think people can testify that they feel loved by you. Love that. So now we're going to talk about grief and how to navigate grief. And I know I've done a topic on this in episode three. You can go back and listen to it where I talk about exactly how you can navigate through grief and have a support system. And the reason why I wanted wanted to talk about it again is because Leticia just mentioned this earlier. Um, we lived with a with a cousin of ours during twenty twenty when the pandemic started and we were put in lockdown. We're living with a cousin of ours who was battling um liver cancer, and it was the first time in my life I experienced something like that, like living with someone who's actually dying and ends up dying. And ever since then, I see death very differently. Like even when I watch TV and I watch movies or shows and when someone dies, it hits harder than before. Like it makes me so emotional. Like when people die in movies and shows, I literally start crying. I start crying. Like I see death so different. I see cancer so different. I've always known that cancer is such a difficult thing for someone to go through but to live with someone fighting it is something on a whole new level and it has changed me forever forever ever ever if you have ever lived with someone battling with any disease you know exactly what I'm talking about so I just want to know Leticia how 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 did how did you navigate through grief during that time or yeah first off i'd like to say i think we were very brave yeah very brave for how we lived with him how we took care of him we were very brave yeah and the way i navigated was <laughs> guys i like to make jokes yeah <laughs> it, it's a dark time but there were times where i made jokes just to laugh it all. yeah we used to do that yes but this and now we'd make jokes like some days were literally like the hardest days of our lives but you wouldn't even think that it was one of the hardest days yeah and i also used music as a form of therapy mm. i well i always listen to music like <laughs> but music really played an important role mm. 
uh, singing songs of worship and praise also played a very important role. McDonald's drive through was the most therapeutic thing. <laughs> I used to go to McDonald's all the time. We could even go to McDonald's at night. Like at 11 o'clock at night, we'd be at McDonald's buying McDonald's. And it was so comforting. Mm. To a point where, like after he passed away and all, ish, McDonald's just became a bit... Terrible. Yeah, not so good. But I'm okay with eating it now, okay? And um, I think words are very comforting. I always say words are very powerful. And so... um. I wrote a speech for him. Yeah, that speech was so beautiful. <laughs> and for some reason, it got erased in my phone. So I wrote him a second one recently as well. Yeah. And I feel like that really comforts me. Such a beautiful... Like, Letitia's writing is so beautiful. I hope she'll write more and let the world see her writing. <laughs> so, so beautiful. And I just want to know, like... When we lived with our cousin who had cancer, we would pray for him and we had faith that God would do something for him. And sometimes you have faith for something to happen and then it still doesn't happen. Like, how did you navigate through that feeling of like, you know, I believe God will do something for this person and heal them. And it's going to be such a huge testimony that we're going to get to tell the world that he survived stage four liver cancer. Like, how was your faith then my and faith, after he passed away? My faith was so strong. And even after he died, if you listened to my speech, mm. I praised God with everything. In yes, me. I remember. Because I understand that even though he said that by his stripes we are healed, he still said that we are dust and to dust we will return. So one of those promises had to come to play. Yes. And so I accepted. Yes. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Because I remember in the beginning I had faith that God would heal, heal him. And then as time went by, I could see, you know, he's really good. Especially when the, when the doctors would confirm it. Mm. And say, no, he only has about three months left. And I, I feel like God was showing us his greatness. Yes. I remember the one day when he was dying, like he was gone. And the whole house was on, everyone was on their knees. Everyone. And I was like, it just amplified how small we are yes. and how great God is because yes. there was nothing none of us could have done. Yes. But if Jesus himself came, then things were going to turn around. Yes. That's how I think about this. Mm -hmm. It really shows us how small we are and it shows the greatness of God. <laughs> yeah. Because Jesus beat death. Always think of that. Yeah. So if if God decides to change the time and circumstance that you guys are in. He will. Mm -hmm. I wish I still had the first part of my speech. Because the way I, I praised God in that first part, I just think it was so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful that even in the depth of brokenness, when you know that God could have done something, you still believe in him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That is true faith. 
and it just shows how great he is because it's like yes god i know you could have done this differently but i'm still here and i'm still yours i'm not gonna walk away yeah and i'm still grateful yeah i've had moments like that where it gets so bad but that's when you tell him you're still god yes i prayed for something different you decided not to do it because you can decide what to do because for me it's like whether i walk away from god or i stay he remains god exactly oh hallelujah hallelujah (laughs) (laughs) now i want to talk about ourselves and i want us to talk about now that we've experienced death in that way like losing a loved one and everything else we just said i just want to know what conscious decisions have you made about how you will live your life like unapologetically Mm. and because we know we're not promised tomorrow right i'm sure most of us even you listening i'm sure you've there's certain decisions that you've made that i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to this decision because if i don't the day I start dying, I'm really going to regret it. And I don't want to live with any regrets. So what decisions? The decision that I've made is to never settle. I refuse to settle in all aspects of my life. Whether it's financially, physically, my love life, my career, whatever it is. I refuse to settle. I refuse to people. I refuse people to manipulate and dictate what I need to do in my life. I choose what goes and what comes. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I believe in doing all things through love and authenticity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would also agree with what oh, you just said. And another thing that I hate is I hate the thought of someone hurting because of me. Mm. That's something that I do not want in my life. Like, I do not want someone sleeping at night because of something that I purposely and maliciously did. I always want to be conscious of the people in front of me yes that's very important i like what you just said with this last piece that you said because i always think of it that way but when i think about some of the things that i've done i know that i've hurt people Mm. in my life yes as a human being you're not going to be perfect but i always try to be conscious with how i speak to people what i do but I've made mistakes. And just like you said, I don't want to ever die knowing that someone lived a life of misery because of me. Because I hurt them. Mm. Exactly. And I feel like you should take accountability. Because as humans, we are going to hurt people now and then. But I feel like you should always take accountability. That's why if someone comes to me and said, Leticia, you said A, B, C, and D. I said, yes, I said A, B, C, and D. I will not lie. Yes, I'm I- also like that. <laughs> I'm also like that. That's why I'm never afraid of people coming up to me and being like, you said this and that. You said this. If and- I did say that, I'll say yes. yes I said yes, that. I and I will try to resolve it. Yes. And apologize if I need to apologize. Yes. Mm. That's so true. I think for me, a conscious decision that I've made is that, like you said, I just want to live authentically. Um, 
I want to be able to live out my dream. I want to be able to create the life that I want to live. So if I want to go bungee jumping, I will go and do that. So that I never ever have to regret the fact that I, I never got to do that. So most of my ideas, my dreams, my aspirations, I really just want to accomplish as much as I can. And I want to live a fearless life. So even when I'm afraid, even when I want to stay in my box, I just, I want to take out of, I want to take myself out of my comfort zone and do what is necessary because that is just more rewarding for me. Mm, makes sense. But you know what? I feel like we're doing well. Yeah. I, I can say we are fighting for what we love and what we deserve. Like, God forbid, but if I had to die right now, I would say I am grateful and i'm thankful for how i've been fighting for my life yes yes that's so true because i used to be so afraid to fight for the things that i want for the things that i love i used to be so afraid i would just live a life that was dictated by other people and i wasn't happy i knew i didn't want that life but i would do it anyways can i choose my own horn yeah i feel like i helped you get out of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I used to be so afraid of just living my truth and who I am. But now, I'm much more confident. And confident. Yes. I can just stand on my own two feet and just fight for the life that I want. So that even if I die, I can say, I tried. That's what's important. Even if I don't get what I want, but at least I can say, I tried my best to get what I want. Yeah. So we just spoke about making conscious decisions of how we're going to live our lives. But first and foremost, um, we are Christians. And with every decision that we make, we put Jesus Christ in the forefront. We want to live a life that pleases him more than anything else so that's why i put in this question and i i really um wanted us to talk about the ways to live with christ before we die for me god knows you're human so experience him the way you wish to and he will reveal himself in the manner in which you should see him um read your bible So that you are able to discern what is of Christ and what is man-made doctrines. Uh, Don't fear people's opinions. Live your life the way you see fit. And if your heart condemns you, then that's your answer. And always remind yourself that Christ didn't come for the righteous, but he came for the sinners. So as long as he's on the throne of mercy, you know, just live your life and pray and draw closer to him yeah yeah because this this is very important to me because i always think as i think as much as i've made a decision of how i want to live my life i always wanted to be in accordance with the word of god with what god wants from me and with what god asks of me that is just what i'm always thinking and there's so many ways to connect with god yeah You can do it through prayer, through worship, through 
reading, through meditation, through fasting. You mm. choose what's best exactly. for you. And, you know, sometimes you feel like you have to have long conversations with God. Sometimes through just a simple thank you, God can be manifested. So, yeah. That don't beat true. yourself up about, I need to be this perfect being for God. He yeah. knows you. He understands. Yeah. And our relationship with God, I believe, is the most important relationship. Well, at least for me, mm. I think it's the most important relationship. And and I think it's one of the hardest. Yes. Yeah. Personally, I don't know about you listening. I think it's one of the most important and one of the most hardest. And I think God is amazing because I sometimes, you know, I'm not in accordance with him, mm. but he always pulls through. Yep. Like, I can be minding my own business. I don't even pray when I wake up or when I go to bed, but he shows up yeah. and it's like, that's God. Yeah. That's why he's not me or he's not human because yeah. his ways are far beyond yeah. ours. Yeah. Yeah. I think also many of us think about how we will be remembered once we're gone. I always think about how I will be remembered. And that's why I'm also always so conscious about how I lead my life. Because sometimes when I think about like my own death, I think about some of the things that will be said about me. <laughs> I sit and think. Sometimes I feel scared. Like even though I'm not going to be here, sometimes I still I feel scared about some of the things that will be said about me i don't know if i sound like irrelevant or whatever but sometimes i just feel scared like i don't want anyone talking bad about me as much as i can say that you know i'll be dead and i don't care but i i always think about what will be said about me how will i be remembered will i even be remembered so how do you want to be remembered leticia i think i'm a gentle soul I really do. Yeah. But I think I will leave it up to the people who will remain to choose how they wish to remember me. Yeah. But I think a lot of people will cry very heavily. I think even people who didn't like me or hated me will cry a lot. Because... I've had people literally go out of their way to literally do the most hurtful thing to me. And at the end of the day, if we met up again, I would treat you like a human being because I know that's what you deserved. I never stoop to people's level of how they treat me because at the end of the day, I know I'm responsible for Leticia's actions. Mm. So... I feel like that will come with a lot of embarrassment and with a lot of shame. And so I feel like a lot of people, even those who loved me and those who went out of their way to just be malicious, will have a really heavy heart. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say to toot my own horn like I'm this amazing person, but I really try to be conscious of the people in front of me. I agree with you. I do. 
I, I can even say that someone who has done me harm can come at my funeral and say, you know what, Leticia was a good person. Aww. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. You will be remembered well. <laughs> I like that. Okay, to end off this morbid conversation, <laughs> um, I just want to know, what are some, some of the things that make you look forward to living? So now we've spoken about death and, every, and grief and all that stuff, but we are alive and we are living. What are some things that you look forward to when you wake up in the morning? Come on, baby. Mm-hmm. Kimono creations mm-hmm. and everything else that I will create that starts with kimono. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And standing up for my inner child and healing my inner teenager. Yeah. I think is something that, you know, keeps me going. Yeah. I want to hug all the parts of me that deserve it. Mm-hmm. And the tears of joy. I'll experience knowing that I fought for what I deserve. That's what keeps me going. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And you? It's me when I wake up in the morning. Things that I really look forward to. Um, I love nature. I love trees. Mm. Sometimes when I'm feeling down and I look at a tree, it gives me hope to keep going. I don't know how to describe it, but I love that. Um, I love sunsets. When I look at a sunset, it makes me feel alive. Like I'm alive and I can see the sunset and it's absolutely beautiful. So the things around me, especially natural stuff, like, oh, it gives me that that motivation to keep going. And I always think about what I'm going to create, what I will, what I'm transforming into. You know, that keeps me going as well. So everything that I'm creating, all my ideas, everything that I'm fighting for, everything that I'm trying to do, uh, it makes it worthwhile. Like just even this podcast, you know, it's not always easy for me to come on here and speak and talk. But when everything is done and dusted, I'm like, oh, man, I love my podcast. I love Kimono Health. I love the things I'm creating. I love the people around me. I just I just love yeah, there's just moments where I'm just like, damn, I love life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I really do. And one thing that keeps me going as well is I feel like God has blessed me with amazing talents. Yeah. And the day I rise, it's game time. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, I literally sit in myself and I think of the things that I'm capable of and I get scared. I'm like, damn, God. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to get to the right place and, you know, get into myself, get more comfortable. No, but you're doing well. (laughs) So far, you're doing well. And seeing you grow like this also gets me excited. Like, I'm so excited to see the things that we're going to create and do, like... As long as as long as God keeps giving us life, you know, I'm really excited. I'm excited for us both. Yes. And I'm excited for all of you listening as well. 
I'm excited for all of you guys. I hope God is transforming your lives in ways that you couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Well, we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Leticia, for being here as well. It was such a beautiful conversation. And I think um, we need to talk about death more often. And not in a scary way, but in a way that just helps us appreciate life more, appreciate our loved ones, and just understand that, you know, we're just humans trying our best. So it was a truly beautiful conversation. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to review this podcast, rate it, and follow Kimono Health on Instagram at Kimono Health. Follow Kimono Creations on Instagram at Kimono Creations. And yeah, we'll be back with another amazing episode. Bye!